Remember the Titus series. And uh, we got to hear from two awesome teachers the past couple weeks. We got to hear from Stevie the first week. Y'all remember Stevie? Yeah. He, he taught on Titus 1, remembering the Titus and uh, doing something good for God, being remembered for doing great things for God. And then last week we had who teaching? Timo. Tony Morgan was in the house. And he taught on Titus Two, and he talked a lot about this one particular word. It starts with a G, ends with a race. Grace, yes. He talked about grace. And he did a whole gymnast routine. It was very cool. And uh, we're rooting for him to get into the next Summer Olympics. I'm pretty sure he can make it. So tonight, guess what chapter we're going to be in in Titus? Who said two? Two? We did Titus two last week. So if we're in the third week of Titus, and we did chapter 1 in the first week and chapter 2 in the second week, what chapter are we in tonight? 3, yes. Titus 3. Now, here's just a reminder, okay? Titus is the name of a young pastor, and he is being written to by a guy named Paul. Paul is one of the disciples of Jesus. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. And he's writing to Titus to encourage him, to kind of tell him this is how you follow God and also how you lead people to follow God. So these are like nuggets of wisdom for this young guy to help him in his walk with Christ. So a lot of what Paul writes to Titus is really helpful for us. Because it's great stuff we can take and learn from and live out in our own lives now. So, with that in mind, I want to ask a couple questions right out of the gate. I want to ask this. Do you know any dumb people? <laughs> yes! I know a dumb person. Now, don't point fingers, but did you come with somebody that you would classify as dumb. That's not nice. That's not nice. That's not cool. <laughs> All right. Hands down. Hands down. All right. Shh, shh, shh. Listen up. Now, I ask this question because I think all of us can think of somebody that has done something dumb and probably a lot of things, probably a lot of people, right? You probably saw somebody do something dumb right before you got here or right when you got here. And you're probably going to see somebody do something before dumb before you leave tonight. But just so we're all on the same page, I thought we could look at something that is dumb together to kind of get a, just a general idea, okay, this is, this is just kind of a dumb, this is, they're just making dumb decisions and they're just kind of dumb and, and they're also dumber. And so I thought I'd show a classic clip from one of my favorite movies, Dumb and Dumber. So check this out. going to Davenport? My car died and I'm late for a luncheon. We usually don't pick up hitchhikers. But I'm going to go with my instinct on this one. Saddle up, partner. You're it. You're it. 
You're at Quincy's. Any Quincy's. You're at Quincy's. No, any Quincy's. No startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot. Stamp it. Can't do. Double stamp it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamp it. No erases. Touch blue. Make it through. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, Lord, you guys. Enough. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio or something? Radio? <laughs> Who needs a radio? Ready, Harry? <laughs> Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Bird! Yeah! 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 Mockingbird! Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy She's gonna me buy a mockingbird! So there's an example of some dumb people there for you. Um, by the way, the sequel to that is coming out in November of next year. And they filmed it in Marietta, like downtown Marietta, the square. You know, They filmed part of the movie there. So I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know what it's going to be rated. I don't know any of that. But who knows? Maybe it's going to be good. Um, okay, now my next question. Do you know any... Dirty people. And I don't mean... Hold on, hold on, hands down. I don't mean people who haven't bathed in a while. I don't mean that. And I don't mean guys who don't wear deodorant and smell like a big foot. I don't mean that either. I mean people that we would say that, ah, they're kind of dirty. Like, they, they don't do good things. We might even call them bad people. Like, you don't have to put your hands up. It's okay. We all know people like that. It's okay. And please don't point at anybody. Um, but, do you know someone like this? And I'm sure you do. Now, I want you to think about dumb people. And I want you to think about dirty people. And maybe they're the same person. Maybe it's like they're dumb because they keep doing this dirty stuff. Um... But, is it hard for you to be around these people? Because i got to be honest with you. Like, it's really hard for me to be around somebody that I feel like is dumb. Like, if I feel like they make dumb decisions and I feel like they, they just do dumb things all the time, like, I have a hard time being around them and not, like, just wanting to strangle them sometimes. Or, or I just have a hard time sitting there and listening to them say something that's just like, dude, what you just said is so dumb. And I want to judge them and I want to be like, oh, like I can't even take it right now that you're saying what you're saying, you're doing what you're doing. Or if it's somebody dirty, it's like, and when I say dirty, I mean they're doing something that we would consider bad or they're doing something that we would consider as sinful or, or whatever. Like if I'm around somebody like that that I know is in that kind of sin or they're doing things that are not good, you know? If I'm around them, I struggle. I'm like, 
I like want to judge them so bad. Like I want to have these bad thoughts about them. I want to be like, oh, I just want to like do this the whole time and be like, oh, you're so naughty. You're so naughty. And so dumb and dirty people sometimes I have a hard time with. And I don't know if you struggle with the same thing, but Paul starts to actually write to Titus about people like this. Because it's an issue, right? I mean, there's dumb, dirty people everywhere we go, right? You can say yes. Yes, everywhere we go. It's all over the place. It's an epidemic of dumb dirtiness. It's all over the place. So... Paul is writing to this young pastor to say, Hey, Titus, you're going to deal with a lot of dumb, dirty people. Let me help you out. Let me tell you some things to help you get through that in those interactions and those relationships, okay? So, we're going to look at Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 and 9. And if you have your Bible, which I'm sure is all of you, or maybe two of you. Um, you can turn there. If you don't have it, you can look at the screens. We're just going to look at the first couple verses first, okay? And this is what it says. Remind the people to be subject to the rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle toward everyone. Okay? So, this is supposed to be our response to these people. To these people that we feel like are dumb and that we feel like are dirty. We're supposed to be considerate, respectful, obedient. Like, if it's our teacher. Anybody in here ever feel like your teacher's dumb? (laughs) Yes! Amen! Um, Yeah! Sometimes we feel like what our parents tell us to do is dumb. Sometimes our principal we feel like is just dumb. I mean... There's a lot of people we feel like are dumb sometimes. And the Bible's telling us, Paul is telling us, we've got to be respectful, we've got to be obedient, and we've got to do what's good and considerate when we're dealing with these people. And it's like, what? That's not what I wanted to hear? I wanted Paul to say, like, when you're around somebody dumb, slap them in the face. Yes! I can do that. That's easy. Like you say something dumb to me, I'm just going to smack you. But that's not what he says. He says, no, 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 no. Don't be smacking people, okay? Be considerate. Be respectful. Be obedient. Do what's good. Do what's right. Don't be slanderous. Anybody know what slanderous means? It means like telling lies about people or gossiping about somebody. Like don't do that. With somebody that you feel like is dumb or dirty, don't go running their name through the mud and talking junk about them. Don't do those things. Now let's be honest. All those things that that those verses just told us to do are kind of the opposite of what we want to do, right? If somebody's dumb and dirty, we don't really want to be respectful to them, right? We don't really want to be considerate of them. We don't really want to be nice to them. We don't really want to have peace between us. We have a hard time with them. We want to do the opposite of a lot of those things to them. So whenever I'm told to do something, like the Bible just told me, be considerate, be, be nice, be peaceful, uh, do what's good, be respectful, all those things. When it tells me to do that, my natural reaction, and maybe this is you too, when somebody tells you to do something, is to ask what? Why? 
Right? Like you're a little kid and you're like, why? Hey, hey, hey. You need to clean up your room. Why? Because it looks like a disaster in there. Why? Because you messed it up. Why? Because you played with your toys. Why? I mean, I like to ask why to everything. And so when the Bible's telling me to be this way to dirty and dumb people, why? Why should I be this way? And so let's ask that. Why should we respond this way? Why, why should we be respectful, nice, considerate, all those things to people that we see doing dumb things or dirty things? Well, the verse keeps going. This, these verses continue to tell us. Paul keeps telling us why. And so we see it next here. It says, at one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. So we're supposed to act a certain way to these people, right? Who do dumb, dirty things. We say, okay, well, why should I act this way towards those people? And then Paul gives us this. And we, he says, we respond to others with love and respect because we were dumb and dirty too. Because as soon as I ask, hey, do you know somebody dumb and dirty? Your immediate thought is someone else, right? You're thinking of someone else. I know somebody who did this. I know somebody who was like this. But if you stop and think about it, you are that person, right? You are dumb. You are dirty. I am dumb. I am dirty. We have all messed up. And Paul says that same thing here. He's like, hey, you too used to be just like them. You used to be just like those people. Some of you still are doing some of this stuff. So if it's like, well, why am I supposed to treat somebody who's doing dumb and dirty things with respect and love and grace and do what's right by them? The answer is because you are just like them. You are no better than they are. And so the only reason we aren't that way anymore isn't because of us, but it's because of who? Jesus, right? It's not like you can do enough good things to not be dumb anymore. It's not like you can do enough good things to be clean. You can't wash away the bad stuff you've done. You just can't. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough. It never works. But it's Jesus who does that. So it's like, okay, we get that. Most of us in here would say we're Christians, we follow Jesus. Some of us not, and that's okay. But we hope you get to the point where you realize you can't do it on your own, and you need a Savior, and you need Jesus. But those of us that get that, and we are following Jesus, we get that we're not good enough, and we need Him. We're the ones who have to be treating the dumb and dirty people who are just like us. The same. 
We need to be treating them good. We need to be treating them respectfully. We need to be treating them like we would treat ourselves. We've got to love them. And we've got to do it from a place of grace because Jesus saved us. And if he saved us and we're dumb and dirty, what do you think he wants to do with these people we struggle with? He wants to save them too. He died for them too. So the only difference between us and them is we have accepted Jesus and they haven't. Now think about this, okay? If somebody doesn't know Jesus, right? They don't know God. They're not trying to live for Jesus, not trying to follow him. How do you think they're going to act? Bad. I heard somebody say bad. Somebody said dirty. They're going to do whatever they want, right? So is it confused? I mean, is it a surprise when somebody who doesn't know Jesus acts like that? No. But what do we do sometimes, right? If we see somebody doing something that we know the Bible says not to do, or we don't do it because we know Jesus doesn't want us to do it, if somebody else does that, yet they're not a Christian, what do we tend to do when they do that stuff? We kind of judge them, right? We kind of think, oh, they're terrible people. They shouldn't be doing that stuff. And at the end of the day, should they be doing that stuff? Probably not. But, at the same time, they're not following Jesus, and we are. So, there's kind of a different standard there. And so, the fact is, they're not any different than we were before Jesus. The only difference is now we know Jesus. We know it's wrong. We know we shouldn't do that. We know there's a better way to live. We know there's a better thing to live for. And it's God. And it's his kingdom, and it's heaven, and it's love, and it's grace. It's all these great things that we know about and we read about in the Bible. And so if you know Jesus, you've been saved from your mess to help others do the same thing. Now for some of you in here, it's like, maybe you don't even remember when you actually accepted Jesus. But some of you in here, maybe it was you accepted Jesus here at Revolution, or you accepted Jesus at Rush, or you accepted Jesus at a summer camp somewhere, or you accepted Jesus, I don't know, in the past couple of years, it was something recent. Some of you, maybe you were kind of a young kid. But it helps to go back and remember, hey, I accepted Jesus because of these things. Like, I saw my need for him. I saw... The, the fact that I thought I could do everything myself. Or I saw that I was messed up. And I needed somebody to fix me. And the only one who can fix me is Jesus. And so something clicked with you. At some point you realized, hey, I need a savior. Like I need something to make me clean. Because I can't make myself clean. My parents can't make me clean. My grandparents can't make me clean. My teacher can't make me clean. Jesus is the only one who can take away sins. A pastor can't do it. Priest can't do it. Only Jesus can do it. And so for those of us in here who have gotten that at some point, we've been like, yes, okay, I get that. I'm, I'm on board with that. I've accepted that. I'm following Jesus in that. I'm living for him now because of that. We have to live in that grace 
like realize, hey, God saved me from those things. And he wants to save these other people from the same stuff. So when I have these thoughts of, man, that person's really dumb or that person's really dirty, like they're not any dumber or any dirtier than we were. And the only one who's going to make them better is who? Jesus. Who's going to show them Jesus? Us. Us. God put that on us. He said, you guys go and show the world my son. Jesus called us to be that before he left. He told his disciples, hey, go out into the world. Show them me. And so this challenge from Titus chapter 3 is is pretty simple, right? It's, hey, Christians, people who love Jesus, who are following Jesus, students who are following Jesus, go out into your classes, go out into your schools when you're hanging out with those people that you have a hard time with, that you just are like, oh, man, they're doing something dumb again. Or, man, they're... They're doing that dirty thing again. I heard another story about how they went out and did this one thing. Like when you hear these things, stop yourself from judging them and try to figure out how you can show Jesus to them. Figure out how you can be graceful to them and loving to them. Because our tendency as people, and especially in middle school, is to judge and make fun of and to say mean things about And all those things aren't helpful for anything. They don't do anything other than tear people down. They don't point anybody to love or truth or who God is. So we've got to change that. So some of you in here, when you were thinking about who's dirty and who's dumb, maybe you need to point it back at you and be like, oh, that's me. And maybe that's not me anymore because I know Jesus now. But that was me. And because that was me, these other people who don't know Jesus yet, I need to show them love. I need to show them grace. I need to be respectful to them. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a brother or sister. Maybe it's a neighbor. I don't know. But we all know people who we struggle with. We struggle being around them because they are just doing these things that we don't understand. Or they're doing these things that we know are wrong. And we struggle with judging them. But what if we went out of this place, you guys went out of this place, and even before Thanksgiving break, you just loved on some of these people. Like you reached out to them. You talked to them. You didn't make fun of them anymore. Maybe that's the first step for some of you. You don't make fun of these people anymore. Maybe some of you need to go apologize to some people because you've been judging them. And you've been doing it to their face. Or you've been doing it behind their back. And the Bible says that's not cool. Paul says don't do that. You need to be respectful of these people. You need to remember you used to be like them. And some of us in the house, I mean, that's where we're at. We don't know Jesus. And I just want you to know that there's a better way. You don't have to keep living for you. You don't have to keep giving in to whatever you're feeling. You don't have to do any of that anymore. You can live for what matters. You can live for the one who loves you. You can live for God. And then those of us in here who know him, that's who we've got to emulate and reflect when we go out into the world. We've got to remember the fact that Jesus saved us. And he saved us from ourselves. He saved us from our mess. And he wants to do that for everybody that we come in contact with.
And if we remember that, it'll change how we interact with people. It'll change how we love people. It'll change how we maybe tend to judge people. And it'll stop us from that. And then we can start to do these things God's called us to. Does that make sense? Can you guys do that? That was kind of a weak answer. Can you guys go out and not judge people who are dumb or dirty because you are dumb and dirty as well? Or you used to be dumb and dirty, but you're different now because of Jesus. Can you go out and love people that way? That was better. 